So, Berto, it's the 300th episode. Of what? Of this podcast. What? We have done 300 episodes? Yes. We have done 300 episodes? Wow. Yes, this is the 300th episode. That's massive. That is massive. I remember when I thought, like, I remember one time where I was like, I wonder how many episodes we have. We might have like 60. And I looked and it was like 120. And that seems like ages ago, but we now have 300 episodes. Yeah. Wow. And let's reminisce. Let's do a whole episode dedicated to the listeners and to talking about where we've been, where we're going. Friday night, I was late, I was da-da-da-da. Yeah. Isn't that song? And reminiscing. And I want to go over some old clips. I want to play you some old clips. Oh, boy. That'll be embarrassing. (laughs) But first, let's introduce the podcast. This is the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I'm chair of the Couple and Family Therapy Program at Antioch University, Seattle, and I'm also a licensed psychotherapist. And my name is Humberto Castaneda. I do charity work for podcasts around Seattle. (laughs) Yeah. So where did we come from? Well, I came up with the idea in 2008. It was the summer of 2008, July, August, and I'd been listening to a lot of podcasts myself. It's over seven years ago. Yeah. And I thought to myself, and I was listening to psychology podcasts too, and I thought to myself, huh, I wonder if I could do this sort of thing. Yeah. And then I asked you to join me. Yeah. Well, you were like, hey, I have this idea for like an experiment. It's kind of crazy. I don't know if you don't want to do it. Fine. Whatever. You totally downplayed it. Uh, But I was instantly like, whatever, let's talk. (laughs) Like, meaning if you want me to talk on air, let's do it. Yeah, we recorded an episode in my backyard. We were sitting in chairs. That's right. Do you want to hear a clip? Oh, my God, yeah. Are we actually going to record? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Roll on it. We're rolling now. Hello, and welcome to Psychology in Seattle. My name is Kirk Honda. I'm a licensed therapist in Seattle. My name is Humberto Castaneda. I'm not a licensed therapist. I'm a musician and a video games designer. Whoa, what was I smoking? I never did that for a living. We, you and I, it's just you and, my, you and I sitting in my backyard. And if you see the video, because back then we did all video episodes. That's right. And we're sitting with my trees in the backyard. And there's a lot of noise from the wind and the yeah. street and stuff. And right from the bat, it's like, it's almost kind of a little format that we still basically do. Yeah, It's, it's kind of weird to see like how... The podcast has evolved over time, but there are certain elements that are exactly the same. Yeah, but but in this this what we this was a pilot. I don't think we were planning on actually using any of this footage. Okay, if I remember right, I remember thinking like, well, we'll see how this goes. And I put an ad, I think, in Craigslist Mm -hmm. for camera guys, and I got some interest from a couple guys. And I remember there were like meetings and like, okay what are we going to do in this project? And I was like, you know what? I can't pay you guys because yeah. we're not. And, and found some camera guys that were like, okay, let's do that. And then there was this main guy. I can't remember his name, but there were two different guys that showed up. So it was two guys filming. And Oh, the, I remember there were two. Yeah. I yeah. remember Jason, of course, but. Right. So there, but the I, other guy was more in charge. He considered himself much more of a pro. And yeah. as we get into this clip, you'll hear it. I see. But yeah, Jason was there. Jason later became like our ongoing, our default video yeah. guy for the first I don't know year or so. Thanks for your patience, Jason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's let's listen to this clip. Some more of this clip. So uh, what's in the news, Kirk? So then we'll have a break there. Let me do that again. 
So right there, you're like, so what's in the news, Kirk? And then I'm, I'm already editing, and I'm like, so we'll have a break there. And I actually, I, I remember thinking I wouldn't be doing the editing. I was hoping that someone, someone like, else would well, because one of the camera guys was like super into editing and, and into graphics and this sort of thing. And so while we're recording, because, you know, we basically just turned on the cameras and the t- we just started mm-hmm. doing stuff. I'm like trying to explain like, well, you know, what we're going to do with these clips. Right. But eventually I get on the nerves of, of the new guy. <laughs> he starts like telling me like to stop. Don't give me direction. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> okay. So when he asks what's in the news, switch to me. Okay. Okay. So we'll use this as the two and then I'll just sit here and get your news. And I'm going to, I'm going to do something where it'll support graphics on the side. Okay. 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 I want to watch that podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just kind of funny to hear him giving directions like that too. He's cuz essentially so there's two cameras and he's essentially, you know, when you, a news format. Yeah, and he, and so I'll, over to you, Kirk. Right, and then I'm supposed to turn to camera 2 <laughs> and directly address that camera, which seems kind of f- funny. Yeah, to think like that's how we would have done the podcast. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it would have been like pro. <laughs> it would have been like a like a like a news show or something. That's right. And go. Hello, and welcome to Psychology in Seattle. I'm your host, Kirk Honda, licensed therapist. Sorry, I'm starting to. Hello, and welcome to Psychology in Seattle. <laughs> Ad nauseum. Kirk Honda, licensed therapist. And I'm Umberto Castaneda, not a licensed therapist, but I play one on this thing. <laughs> and I'm a video game designer and a musician. So, Kurt, what? I use this. Uh, <laughs> I use the same one twice. And well, graphic. Um, <laughs> Let's do it seamlessly. Okay. Okay, if you can. Okay. Um, just, um, Umberto, sit up. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're you're kind of like uh, doing a nervous knee thing. No big deal. <laughs> but um, yeah, pretend this is like a news desk. Of nervous. Or outdoors. <laughs> Let's try it again. Okay. From the top. From the top. He's trying to work with pros, and we're like, I'm like fidgeting. And well, and you were slouching significantly. Significantly. Yeah. Like, it was a little distract. It was almost like you were sticking the crotch into the camera. And so... That was my point. That was my goal. Yeah. But again, it's interesting, like, right from the beginning, working with this rando guy who actually never came back after the first time. Because he's like, these guys are not pro. Yeah. Which, you know, I makes sense. But uh, it's just interesting to think about how it would have been different if we would have had a director like that, right? Who would be way more in charge of the situation? Because once we <laughs> went with, once we added Lita to yeah. the co-host situation, and it was just three of us and Jason. Jason almost never told us to do anything. Not really, but I will say. So what? What it probably would have done is have a cleaner presentation and stuff. But I have a feeling it would definitely sterilize the interaction a little bit. Yeah. I have a feeling you would have watched very sterile like episodes about psychology instead right. of like, whoa, ah, wacky, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no, no, don't do that. No, don't look at the camera. No, no, don't talk to her. Stop right. wiggling your finger. Right. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I, that might have been fine for the time. Have you watched YouTube? That's not <laughs> fine for the <laughs> YouTube. Would have been like wacky. This is psychology. <laughs> And I'd have to make a voice like this and play video games while we talk about psychology. I bet you that would get a lot of hits. Yeah. In the beginning, as I created the podcast, I actually thought it would be much more of a variety show. 
if you remember in the beginning, we, <laughs> yeah. we did episode we did an entire episode on reviewing barbecue restaurants. I remember downtown. That was a yummy episode. Yeah, and in my head, you know, I called it psychology in Seattle, and on purpose because I wanted it to be about both psychology and Seattle. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I wanted to actually talk about restaurants. I had. I, I have. I'm sort of a foodie, an amateur foodie. You know? Oh, very much so. I'm not. I'm not a like a super elitist. You know, but but, but like you take pictures all the time and put them on Yelp and stuff. Yeah. And so I thought, hey, wouldn't it be great to actually, you know, turn a, sh- you know, because it's hard sometimes to find good recommendations for restaurants and stuff. And and I, I thought it would be fun to do that. We did an entire episode on barbecue and it took me so long to do that episode. I just set, I had to call all these barbecue places. I had to set up times. We had to go there. And then one of the restaurants didn't even know we were coming. Right. And we bring, you know, everyone in there and the crew and everything. <laughs> and the sound was really hard because in restaurants, sound is totally. just awful. And we didn't have professional boom mics or anything. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and another thing is, is we had to eat all day. I mean, <laughs> we ate so much barbecue that day. Wait, that's, that's on the positives column. <laughs> I remember just being like, I can't, I can't eat like this all the time. Oh, because you're extrapolating. You're trying to scale that out. Yeah. Like, wait, we're going to be doing this how often? Yeah. Be like man versus food where the guy's like stuffing his face. Yeah. I think in the beginning, though, I still planned on doing more episodes, but I just never got around to coming back to it. I remember we also talked about the history of Seattle. Yep. We we did episodes on like the totem pole in Seattle. (laughs) And we did an episode about an art show downtown with Art Men. That's right. I remember that one. I mean, an art show in Seattle. We did an episode at a sex club. By the way, all those, the first ones you mentioned, they were all probably within the first few months, right? Yeah. But for me, for some reason, it feels like that was the first few years. Yeah. (laughs) No, yeah. And and it was really in the first couple months. Yeah. We did a whole bunch of really seminal episodes in the first couple months. I think I was unemployed at the time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We did an episode with my mom about group therapy. Oh, yeah. Like, okay, another massive pain in the ass because we had to do all this B-roll footage of the actual group taking place. Yeah, I remember that. We went over there. We filmed them. We talked to them. Yeah. Well, it was like in some building. It was in a library. Evening. I remember when we were leaving, Lita and I were shoving each other. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, if I'm 90% sure that they met... It's somewhere else. Like the group was mm-hmm. a, like at some other location. And in order for us to do this episode, I had to set up a filming of this episode in a, a library. So I had to negotiate with libraries and I had to prove that I wasn't making any money off of this because public libraries won't let you use rooms. And we, and we had to shoot in the library office or something. And again, a lot of B-roll footage and, and, you know, it took me days to set up this episode, and the sound was terrible. Right. And I wouldn't even say it's a very compelling episode. Just, this method was not scaling well. <laughs> yeah, and I had no idea what I was doing. And we had two camera guys that day, and I remember Jason at a certain point, he was like, so Kirk, we're volunteering our time for free. And it's customary to like at least take us out to dinner or something. <laughs> and so I was like, "Oh crap!" So I remember we went out to sushi after that time. Did we? Okay. Do you remember that? I, I don't remember the sushi, but I remember the episode. Yeah, 
We all we all went out. To, maybe I didn't take you. Maybe I just took. The, <laughs> I might have just taken the cheapskate, the camera guys. <laughs> um, yeah, and again, we did uh, an episode about Burning Man. Actually, you weren't there for that. I one. wasn't there for that. One. We did an episode at the spa. Yeah, Habitude, and see, I mean, right. that was another massive pain in the ass. That was with Jody. <laughs> yeah, and we filmed you getting massages. That were free. We filmed uh, an interview style with all three of us, plus like three different massage therapists and the owner. And everyone had lav mics, and we had to wire them all up to this like mixing board. And again, the episode was probably not very compelling, (laughs) but and took forever to record. Some of the simpler ones were very compelling, like the the ones that were actually therapy focused, like the, uh, the remember the aggression one or the, the machismo or no 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 sorry not aggression it was just like physical body movement movement therapy oh yeah where like I get dance, hit dance by movement, Jody dance movement therapy well there was that one was that the same where I get smacked with by Jody with like a yeah it's called it's called dance <laughs> movement therapy yeah. and then the, obviously the art therapy one that was really good for right. me you know, i thought those were kind of simpler because they were in one location and yeah i was had no idea what i was doing and i was experimenting with all sorts of things you know with topics with camera work yeah. sometimes i did a lot of cam like in the in the dance movement therapy one i did a, like half of the camera work myself mm-hmm. and with sound and with vibe with like our personas, right? The you know who's Umberto on the podcast, you know who's right. Lita, who's Jody, and yeah, everything was a one big one big experiment, and no one was listening in the beginning, so I had no way to really know <laughs> right. what was good and what was bad because no one was responding to anything back then. Yeah, no feedback. You don't know. You don't know what to do more of. Do you remember the episode at your at your house with? We ended up in bed, or we started in bed and ended up in bed, or something like that. Yeah, we what did a, that one. We did an episode on sleep. On sleep, right? And I had it in my head. It's like, oh, we'll do the whole episode in our pajamas <laughs> in my bed. Yeah, which we did. That's funny. Did we do the whole episode in the bed? Uh huh. That's awesome. Yeah. Then about a year into the podcast, I started working again as a professor at the university, mm-hmm. I and I stopped the podcast because yeah, we did a finale episode. Yeah, and. Then a year after that, I started my doctorate and didn't have much time, but started doing episodes anyway. Uh, we would, Did it, Was it a whole year in between? It might have been a little less than a year, okay. but I remember we were doing episodes. I, I decided in the beginning that I would only do episodes when I could. Mm-hmm. And so we started to back up a little sporadically, and then wasn't too long before it was back up to about once a week. And I think you had, was that like, you had you already decided to go mostly audio at that point? I went mostly audio right away, but I remember thinking we would go back to video mm. because I was like, well, once I have more time, I'll go back to video. Yeah. I mean, originally, I thought we were a vodcast. A vodcast. Which, yeah. which people don't use that term anymore. <laughs> but at the time, I think it was like, well, you, sure, you have podcasts, but. Well, YouTube was only two years old at the time. Right. right. But certainly. Three years old. Well, and I actually couldn't use YouTube in the beginning. I used um, God, it's Vimeo. Or? Vimeo, yeah, Beca- because YouTube had a ten-minute limit. I remember that. So all videos were less than ten minutes. Yeah, and our, 
you know, episodes were, you know, 20, 30. I remember you had to be like part one, part two, part three, part yeah. four. <laughs> and that's what I did for a long time. And then, then I was like, oh, Vimeo. And I paid for a Vimeo account. Really? Okay. Yeah. And you could have as long episodes as you wanted. I still kind of like Vimeo for a lot of things, but it never took off. Sure. YouTube completely dwarfs it. And so, yeah. And, and then I was like, well, audio is a lot easier. And, <laughs> and you can do more of them. Yeah. And... But I still thought, well, you know, we'll go back to video. And we did do some video episodes after that. And we still do occasionally do video yeah. episodes. But doing video is just a royal pain, pain in the ass. Plus, as I started listening and as more and more podcasts were coming out, more and more. I mean, in 2008, when I started the podcast, there weren't actually that many podcasts. I mean, podcasting had been around for... Certainly not about psychology or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, there still aren't that many about yeah. psychology today. But the amount of comedy podcasts that are out there and news podcasts that are out there today is there's so many more today. Mm-hmm. And you know, back back in 2008 there were hardly any famous people doing podcasts. There was Right, it was all kind of very indie, very Yeah, it yeah. was totally indie. You never you wouldn't think a famous person would do a podcast cuz they because podcasts, you can't make any money back then. That was the thing. It was just like right. it was like a blog essentially that people did. In I, fact, a lot of people would say, "Oh, I listened to your blog the other day." <laughs> <laughs> old old people still say that sometimes. I remember at the time I was listening to a when you first started. Um, actually, part of the reason I got interested, other than I would have done it anyways, I was listening to a video game podcast at the time, and I actually really liked it. And so I was like, "Well, you know." Yeah, this is cool. We should do that. Yeah, because uh, I, even though the idea was to film, you did mention you wanted you liked podcasts, and so I was like, "Wow, yeah, that's cool." Well, what's always been perfect about you, Berto, is that you're up for anything. That's true, and, <laughs> and you're highly that's, that's both good and bad, <laughs> and you're highly malleable, and no, I'm not, and you also <laughs> like have a lot of opinions, and it's been a work in progress. You yeah, know, like that's kind of cool because how often can you say hey, I've done a project for like seven years or something? It's it's a big deal. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I, when I t- when I tell people, right? I'm like, yeah, I do. A, I do a podcast, and they're like, oh, you do? And it catches me off guard too, because I, at first time I want to almost like downplay it and say, well, I just kind of started doing it. But I realized, wait, wait, this has been a significant part of my life yeah. for a while. You know, it's almost a, nearing a decade soon. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, let's let's play some more clips. This is something from the. This is like episode two. And now it's time. For Berto's Weekly Rant. I just saw the movie Religious, uh, which is great. Bill Maher movie. Some say he's into astrology and stuff. I, I don't buy it. I think the guy's pretty on the level. Either way, uh, I like his approach to this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I remember in the beginning, we were playing around with different segments. Yeah. All right, right, because we had... You were like, okay, we should do news, and then we should do rants, and we should do this. Yeah. <laughs> And I, th- I think in every episode, I wanted to have like a Seattle trivia thing. Right. And then we tried around with this Berto rant thing. And you tried, what's that thing called? Like a gronk? Or what do you, what do you call that? A, a grok? A grok. Or a what? what? It's like a word that you, that you use in businesses where you like workshop something. Grok. Oh, grok. Oh, oh, wait. Well, grok is to understand something. Yeah, grok. Okay. You, you wanted to have a grok. You, okay. you wanted to have a segment where you did... Oh, yeah, I remember this. Yeah, you <laughs> wanted to do like a grok. To try to understand something. Right, yeah, which is basically then, like a debate around things that that's right. you, that are controversial or and something. And this is all before uh, Tougher Bluff, 
Right. It's pre-Gripes of Wrath. <laughs> right. <laughs> Tougher Bluff is, is later, yeah. yeah. I did a lot. Of, there was a lot of trivia that I did. And then at some point, it like early on, it transitioned to Tougher yeah. Bluff. Here's another outtake. Um, and so the second thought I, the second career I thought was actually porn star, porn star. <laughs> Cause you know, you're no, um, maybe you've seen his short feature film. <laughs> there's, there's nothing short about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that was a little outtake that did not go in the episode. Cause at the time I was trying to keep it clean. <laughs> Stuff like that, I would absolutely keep in the episode. Our, our listeners that have been loyal were probably like, keep it clean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the beginning, I, I wanted it to be something for, you know, yeah. for the general audience. Rated PG. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and there's all sorts of outtakes like that in the beginning that, you know, because we naturally joke around about That's that. That's right. All right. Um, so that was, I think, episode number one on that out, outtake. Oh, like the, the official... The first official episode. Right. But yeah, the first one that we released. Uh, oh, here's from our, from that bed. We're all laying in the bed. And this was okay. a, this was actually one of the f- only scripted things that I wrote. Mm-hmm. I actually wrote a script. And okay. So we're all laying in bed, and I did this as an outro. So here we go. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's it for today's episode of Psychology in Seattle. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us. I feel like the meat in a man's sandwich. <laughs> Lita, your hands are cold. That's not Lita. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, so Lita's in the middle under the covers with Berto and I, and yeah, I wrote I wrote a scene. Do you I know what I mean? And so, like, uh, again, just kind of random that <laughs> I would do that. It's awesome because, like, really, like Lita and I are very one of the few people that would do random scenes on demand <laughs> right like you pretty much could ask both of us to do whatever yeah. scene and like yeah let's do it <laughs> yeah that would have been like episode five or six or something and this is like around episode two or three i decided while at a halloween party at my house i would wander around and ask people to ask questions for the podcast huh. so let's listen to one question here so uh, the question I have is, you know, when you're married and you're about to have a kid and all that, is it normal to feel anxious or you know, even have some anxiety about the fact that, uh, well, you're going to have a kid? And do you ever feel prepared about that? <laughs> so obviously the sound is pretty bad. but uh, Is that step by step? Was that Martika in the background? Yeah. <laughs> step by step, heart to heart. Here's another question by somebody. Hi, my question is... Is the Seattle freeze for real, or is it a myth? So, <laughs> uh, here's another question here. Okay, so I have these dreams where Please. my teeth get really loose and they fall out. <laughs> <laughs> so I who was that? She was cute. <laughs> I, so I was just planning on on occasionally videotaping questions that we would respond to, and and but that never happened i never worked those <laughs> those into the podcast that's funny uh yeah so again seattle fun fact that was it so l- let's listen to a clip of that okay oh, I did you know one. no no and oh, the wrong one and now for today's seattle fun fact <laughs> uh the farmer's market at pike place market is the longest continuously operating farmer's market in the u.s wow 
It's been open since 1907, and it's called Pike Place Market, not Pike's Market or Pike's Place Market or uh, Pike, whatever Pike. It's just let's say yeah. It's it's a market that is on Pike Place, so it's called Pike Place Market. It's just a little pet peeve of mine. So Pike's Place Farmers Market is uh, the oldest of its kind. Yeah, Very that nice. is a fun fact. Yeah, very fun. And there's a ballot. Uh, it's, it's there's something. There's a proposal on the ballot for taxes being used. Prop to one. Up, yeah, upgrading. Yeah, it's like seventy-three million dollars tomorrow. I yeah. I, I kind of hope it passes because I like I like I like Pike Street Market. I do too. <laughs> so like, what? Like, why? You know, like who wants to hear that crap? Pikes. It's Pikes places. It's the market of Pike. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think I'm reminded that I wanted to make this podcast like a local TV show almost. Sure. Like, uh, what was that? Like evening, daily evening Northwest magazine, evening or yeah. Pike's place. I think I, I think I really wanted only people in the region to, to watch it or something. Right. It's, it seems really stupid looking <laughs> back, but, but yeah, uh, God. So stupid. That's all right. You got to wander through the wilderness in order to find the way out, okay. like in the village. So that was, yeah, right around episode four or five. This is around five or six. Here's you and Lita downtown. Songs about. Oh, so, yeah. do you know any songs about food or eating? So, this is when I think the singing the started beginning. Yeah, oh, yeah this yeah. is the barbecue episode, but, but. You know, everything kind of just emerged spontaneously to some, mm-hmm. a lot of it emerged spontaneously. And so I think we we're just like, how about we just have you guys sing? <laughs> and, and Lita, if on the camera, she's looking at me off camera going, what do you want us to do? <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm like, how about you sing some songs? And then she launched into that bit. Right. So let's hear that. Let's hear that. Songs about, so do you know any songs about food or eating? Uh, um, honey pie, you know, Savoy truffle. Cause you'll have to something, something, something. Cause my Savoy truffle. Right? Right, right. And then, um, or there's, she's my cherry pie. Oh, yeah, that's right. Bye. Is that one about literally about cherry pies? Well, I'm sure it's about <laughs> yummy, yummy. the lovely pastry puff, <laughs> the cherry filling. Was it, the, oh, that song we were singing, the Def Leppard. She got annoyed with you. You can have anything you want. Sway with me at Alice's restaurant. And that's that's all I got. All right. Uh, that's fun. 
So yeah. So how about how about this is another outtake from a couple years, four years after this in in 2012. I actually I selected this earlier, but I forget what we're talking about. So this is going to be a surprise for everybody, for everybody. I had a friend that had a third nipple. A guy friend he had a third nipple. Where uh, on his chest? Like like in like it was sort of below his left breast. A, f- a full on areola. Yeah. Extra areola. It looked exactly like the other two. Did, was he like embarrassed? A little bit. Yeah, I would be. Did yeah. he get it removed? I'd have, no. I'd have that shit cut right off. <laughs> cut it off. Although, I don't know what sort of guy would be that sort of guy. To what? <laughs> yeah. Would you be proud of your third nipple? Lots of people would be that kind of people. Are what? you a proud third nippler out there? Well, it de- Please. It depends if you feel like it's this... I don't know. I feel like I would maybe consider removing it. Really? I would cut it off. Oh. Well, oh, you're yeah. kind of a man groomer, so. No, I'm not entirely. Not really. <laughs> I think most guys would just be like, well, yeah, it's my third nipple. What are you going to do? <laughs> no. It's like Matt, give me a beer. It's like their Tweety Bird <laughs> tattoo. Yeah, I got this fucking stupid tattoo when I was drunk when I was 19. What are you going to do? Yeah. It's permanent. <laughs> it's, it secretes a little bit of milk. Now. <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> I lac- <laughs> Sometimes I lactate. <laughs> yeah. Yuck. In this economy. You know, <laughs> yeah. How often can you get a bottle uh, of man breast milk? Man, this That's, is on the black market. It goes for a lot of money. It the, does, I bet you it does. It's in China, they, it probably cures diseases. That's true. Yeah, yeah with some ground up rhino man, horn in it. Man milk. It's Buddha milk. Buddha milk. <laughs> Buddha milk. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember man all this. Moob milk. <laughs> oh. I don't want to talk about it. Manditos has a great laugh. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. God, yeah. So that's an outtake. I don't know why. You didn't use that one? I don't know why that... I remember the intro of that, but I don't remember the entire combo. That's funny. So for some reason, I just kept at it. I just kept making more episodes. I just kept bugging you, Birdo, to come over and record more episodes. I think it was because, really, from the beginning, I just like the creative process. I just think it's it's fun. When I would be daydreaming, I would daydream, oh, we could do an episode on this, or we could do that, right. or let's do this, wouldn't that be fun, or maybe if we try this angle, or hey, what if we improve the audio quality, you know, maybe it could work this kind of thing around, or that, you know. Well, and it turned out both of us have a lot to say, <laughs> and, you, and you had a lot of professional things to say, too, you know. Right. So there's a lot of professional things that I don't really get a chance to talk about. Yeah. Like we just did an episode on dissociative identity disorder, Mm -hmm. which may come out after this episode comes out. And I can't, there's not really a place for me to talk about that in my Mm. professional life. Yeah. And it would be a pain in the ass to like organize a continuing education credit situation Whereas with the podcast, I can instantly talk to thousands of people about it right. and get a response and build a community and that sort of thing. But in the beginning, there wasn't a community. So <laughs> I liked doing this even without the community aspect. Right. And very slowly, we started to gain an audience over time. And I'm talking very slowly. Sure, it built very slow. But you know, exponential is always slow at the beginning. Yeah. By the way, I think there's something therapeutic uh, I think we talked about this before. So for me, even just doing this is therapeutic because I'm talking. Uh, a lot of times I've talked about personal things, very personal things. Yeah. So I've actually gotten some personal therapy out of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And then people kept asking me to do more involved episodes. Mm-hmm. I think in the beginning I thought it would just be something light that we would just do, you know, 
that I, in the beginning, I thought the episodes would be like 15 minutes. Sure. And there would be two-minute segments, you know, <laughs> Seattle fun fact, uh, right. news, Birdo's rant. Right. That, it, you know, would just be, and I even had title screens and, yeah. like, and like little musical interludes and stuff. And really light on psychology. <laughs> yeah. You know, topics, but, right. but very light. And then I did an episode, for whatever reason, I think three or four years ago, on the psychodynamics of um, well, it was it was it's called psychodynamic case formulation, I think. And to this day, I get emails about it. People saying they love the episode, they wish I did more like that. Right. But at the time, I was getting my doctorate and working full time and in a band and doing this podcast, and and I did not have time very often to do episodes like that. And so when I got my doctorate and had more free time, I started to do them more often. I started, okay, because it, you know, it literally might take me 80 hours of prep to do an episode like that, yeah. to, to, to become basically, I mean, it's one thing to talk off the top of my head, sure. to be like, hey, talk off the top of your head about psychodynamic case formulation. I, you know, I could pull something off, but to really make a quality episode takes tens you know, hundreds of hours potentially. Of, yeah, of you have to offer something they can't just look up with a Google search. <laughs> right, right. And and if I talk off the top of my head, it tends to come out really rambly. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I do my prep, then I have a lot of really poignant moments, and I can order it well. Right, and it's all in my head because I've I've done all the prep so that when I'm reading off my outline, I can riff in a way that makes it much more coherent. Yep. And so um so I always was sort of combating this this issue of of okay, I really only have time to do light episodes. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the people really want the more in-depth episodes. And so as time moved forward and then I became chair of my program, which is right. a whole other ball of wax. I started thinking, well, okay, how am I going to justify I really want to make the more in-depth episodes but how can I justify spending a hundred hours certainly on something when it's just one episode among many that I provide to people on a weekly basis you could be playing World of Warcraft Call of Duty so many things so many things and I started thinking well god you know I I like to do it and and I would do it anyway like I did a whole thing on Bowen once because I went down that rabbit hole. But eventually I was just like, I don't know, I'm sort of losing morale because it it's such a time commitment and I feel like I'm just throwing my time away, volunteering my time to a bunch of people. And I would continually ask for donations and for people to sign up for the continuing ed programs that I was trying to do. And those two things, although I thought had potential, never really panned out. I mean, people would give, which was great, but it was very few and far between. And not a lot of people did the continuing education program. I I piloted that program for a year, and I think I had like three or four courses. And to me, it seemed like a no-brainer because I'm I'm figuring, okay, if 1% of my audience are licensed professionals that need continuing ed, and and they're listening anyway, (laughs) and all they got to do is fill out a short, easy quiz that takes probably two minutes to fill out and they and they get to buy continuing education credits for like like 
I don't know, 5% the cost of what they usually do. It just seems like, man, this is a no brainer. Right. This is, I'm going to, I'm going to be rolling in dough and hard, you know, some people did it, but it was not, it did not. I don't even think I broke even on that, on that investment. And so, so I was like, okay, well, what else can I do? And then I heard about this Patreon thing and I decided, okay, I'm really going to go for it on this Patreon thing. Right. And I'm really get, we're, we're going to, we're going to really push it and we're going to, we're going to make a video and we're going to have a program and we're going to da, 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 da. We're going to really go for it. And if that works, then, then great. I'll, I'll continue forging forward. But if this doesn't work, I, I just, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> In my head, I thought if this doesn't work, I'll try a couple other ideas I had, like actually doing not a podcast, but just there are paid sites where like you pay to watch particular episodes like training, like the, like there's a website called Udemy that someone told me about. Oh yeah. I know about it. Yeah. So like you can, you pay 50 bucks to take a class on Photoshop or something. Right. And so I could do episodes on various things and see where that went, you know? And again, I'm not, um, I'm not greedy. It's just a matter of, I have a lot of time to spend with the rest of my life. (laughs) And I would love to do certain things, but I have to prioritize based on if it makes sense to me. And we all have to work for money. And so if I'm going to spend a lot of time in this podcast, it just made some sense that it needs to like produce at least some income because it takes away from time that I'm doing in my private practice, essentially. Yeah. And so we launched the Patreon thing and it took off and people have been pledging uh, pretty consistently, which is great. Yeah. Someone just pledged right now, actually, I will say the name, patron Jackie. Whoa. And we are now up to 121 patrons. That's awesome. <laughs> which is so great. Thank you so much. By the way, um, there are there have been, uh, in the past, uh, every time you forward an email from a listener, that is so awesome to get. Because yeah. even the ones that are like critical and stuff, it's just so great. Because I'm like, wow, someone's listening and they're paying attention. And in, and in some cases, it was like, I was so depressed. This really helped me. Or I was really struggling with this thing. And it was great to hear about this thing. Personally, for example, some of the ones that touched me the most is like that because I told a personal story and someone mentioned like, oh, you know, I really appreciated hearing that personal story. That's just awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. And you know, now that we're in the retrospective, in the beginning, there were not very many emails. No, of <laughs> and, and I have to be honest and say that a good number of those initial emails were not from people who were particularly sane, shall we say? Sure. Yeah. And I mean, definitely there were some sane, wonderful people. In fact, I think we have some listeners from back then. Yeah, I think listener, if Gita, if you're still listening, I'm pretty sure you've been around since the beginning from Sw- wow. from Sweden. But anyway, so we have 121, and what we need to do is get to about 300, which will get us over the hump required so that we can start paying the co-hosts in terms of what I think they should get paid. So, so we're 121 is great, and we've been at this for two months. So if we continue doing this in another two or three months, maybe we'll have over 300. We need to get to that hump in order for me to feel like, I mean, I might end up just paying them a prorated thing until we get there. But 
but just know that we need it to get to about 300 in order for this to really be sustainable in terms of our time. Let them eat cake, she said. So, and remember, if you're a patron of the podcast, you get access to exclusive episodes. Do you want to give an update on the feed that might be created soon? Oh, the feed is created. So we have a special feed created. Um, It's password protected. And if you're a patron, we will give you the username and password. And you'll be able to access the feed on your phone. That's right. So right now, the only way you can get access to exclusive episodes is by going to patreon.com and going to our exclusive zone and and getting access. And you have to actually watch a YouTube video. That's a secret YouTube URL. And that's the only way you can get exclusive episodes. But... You know, the vast majority of people listen to this thing on their on their phones. Yeah. So if you have a podcast app of some sort, you can point it to this this specific uh, feed and put in the username and password, and you will get access to the premium episodes. And so uh, I just sent out mugs, Psychology in Seattle official mugs to our $20 pledgers. And we, we already got an email confirmation from patron Jane saying that she received hers, which is great. And I'm still trying to figure out that whole process of like how to get these mugs to people. <laughs> and remember that 20% of your pledge will go to the Trevor Project, which helps prevent suicide with LGBTQ youth. And the Plymouth Housing Group, which provides permanent supportive homes to homeless people. Also, if you're a patron of the podcast, I'm pretty sure I'm going to start inviting patrons to our podcast parties. That's awesome. Yeah. I cannot wait. Just if you're a patron, please do not kill us. That, that's, that's our main requirement yes, as a that's patron. That's the main request. And so, again, according to the numbers that Berto has given me, I think this is year-old numbers, 40,000 people listen to this podcast every week, seemingly. Some are in that zone, right? Yeah, And so if only 1% of you, which would be 400 of you, pledged at patreon.com, that would get us over that hump and I could start paying the, the co-hosts. Yep. Let's name all of our main co-hosts that we've had over the years. Maybe some people don't know. Who was number one? Well, I was there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, was, who was there number two? Who was number two? Did Lita get there? Number, was Lita technically number two or did we have someone before her? No. Okay, so no one before Lita. Yeah. Okay. I knew Lita was like the main co-host in the beginning. I just didn't remember if we did one of those trial episodes. With- yeah. I just talked to her on the phone today because I'm going to South by Southwest, which you're not going, are you? No, I don't think I can. If you're going to South by Southwest, people, uh, let me know. Maybe we could meet up and watch, yeah. a, watch a show together. Because we did do several random ones early on with one-off co-hosts. Right, we did. So if you ask me who's the third non-permanent co-host? Well, who was after Lita, who was the main co-host? Oh, okay. That would be Jody, right? Right. And who, yeah. who was number three? That would be Mandy. Right. And who was number four? And that would be Paulette. That's right. So there have been others yeah. sprinkled in there. Now, some might ask us, Berto, Kirk, why do we go through so many women? <laughs> <laughs> why don't they stick around? Because honestly, you know, none of them, we didn't kick any of them off the podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I probably know the answer to that question more than you do, Bruno. But for Lita, she had to leave because she, she moved. She moved. She and, would have liked to keep going, I bet. Yeah. And Jody moved too. She moved, if I remember right, she moved out of state as well. Mandy got a really difficult job that she did not have time yeah. to do such stupid things like this podcast anymore. 
these even, are all even the ex- though I still even though I still hang out with all these people uh, all the time. They, the, these they, are all the excuses they gave us. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and Paulette's still on the podcast, so and I'm really hoping that Paulette can last uh, for a while. Right. For the very least, that you know we can say that someone likes us <laughs> and can tolerate us. <laughs> We're good enough, and goddammit, people like us. Yeah. So the future. Let's talk about the future of the podcast. The future. In the year 2015 or 16. Uh, well, we need more patrons, which would be great. I want to add more swag to the list of things to give people. I want to have more focused episodes for patrons. I want to do more specific, like you know, like I said, we just did one on dissociative identity disorder. That was for a specific patron that wanted us to do an episode on that. I just did one on borderline personality, which was for a patron. I want to do... More episodes like that, more focused. I want to do one on narcissism. I want to do ones more on psychodynamic theory, more on systems theory, more on theory, cognitive behavior. I love theory, and I would love to go into the history of psychotherapy. I love, love talking about all that kind of stuff. More countertransference stuff, more dream analysis stuff, more analysis stuff. Yeah, I feel like special episodes as well as uh, prioritizing doing episodes that patrons uh uh, recommend right i think that's a big deal yeah um like if i were a patron that those are things i would really look for you know yeah um signed autographs on my breasts or butt you yeah. know were they sign on you yes yeah <laughs> that'd be funny <laughs> at an event you just go into the crowd and go like can you sign my ass? sign me i just open my arms sign me <laughs> <laughs> also like i said i want more events or starting to have events for patrons yeah i think that'd be fun I I really love the community aspect of it. We should be at Comic Con, you know, get a booth at Comic Con or PAX or one of those, and we'll be that booth that everyone walks by and looks over and doesn't know what the hell it is, and they keep walking, and we're just sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also, obviously, as I said before, I want to start paying for co-hosts. I want to start actually paying you guys because you, your your time is is worth something. So. That's important. What what would you like for the future, Bruno? Um, well, there's lots of episodes that we could do on episode seven alone. <laughs> yeah. On Star Wars. Uh, yeah, actually, there were several topics in the last few months that we theorized and things we said. Uh, there's just a lot of things that we haven't, either we haven't covered or uh, not in a while that, that I want to do. So there are a lot of psychology topics. One example um, is so you know how we've done a lot of stuff on psychopaths, right? Yeah, and uh, specific ones even and stuff like that. But I'd love to do something on psychotics, like talk about psychoses, mm-hmm. and and uh, that one is interesting. You know, that's a topic. Another thing that I'd love to talk about is the incidence of antisocial behavior in the professional environments, in the workplace, and things mm-hmm. like that, especially in light of you know, recent years, Wall Street, all that kind of stuff, right? Well, become a patron and I can add you to the list of, <laughs> of preferred topic <laughs> There you <go>. givers. <laughs> so anyways, I'm looking forward to a lot of potential uh, new episodes on things like that. I think it'd be awesome to, to plan like one outing and do something like, and it could still be a psychology one, but just like go somewhere because I missed that, you know? And, like what? Um, I, like I really like the ones where we have, where we have to do something like we are the guinea pigs. Oh yeah, I yeah. like those. So you know, anytime we've done like the theater one or any of those, I'm a sucker for that. So yeah. you can pretty much throw me at the wall and I'll stick. Yeah. So if we can find some some, and the weirder the therapy, the better. 
That's, well, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. We could find some like naked therapy. Yikes. Yes. Something, whatever. Hot, hot uh, stone on my forehead or something, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I thought we would just kind of reminisce more specifically about past episodes. Sure. Well, uh, like I just did one on borderline personality, which you weren't a part of, Berto. We did one on the cuckold fetish. You remember that one? Yep. What do you remember about that one? Well, it was a very interesting one. I learned a lot in that one. Um, I also talked about my own personal proclivities. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's another wonderful thing about you, Berto, as a co-host, is that you're free with your own personal life, which is a huge benefit to the show. Without someone... Because I, as a professional, I can't talk that explicitly about my life, right. and I've chosen not to for various reasons. But but you, as an amateur, I can totally. But, <laughs> but as an amateur, you can you say and 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 ha, and a lot of your life material resonates with the listeners, and is you know you, you seem to have every problem. <laughs> So every episode we have, you're like, actually, that reminds me. <laughs> I was in jail. <laughs> yeah. We did an episode on the psychology of Amy Winehouse. That's a very popular yeah. popular episode. Oh, one that really... Well, first of all, that one was great because I didn't know much about her and I watched the movie only because you asked me to do so for the podcast. Yeah. And it, got, it gave me a chance to learn a lot. Um, another one that really resonated with me was the one on suicide because, again... I had a lot of, I didn't realize I had a lot of uh, preconceived notions and biases and, and actually anger and resentment because of things in my past. That one really, like during the episode, again, this is why I say it's very therapeutic sometimes for me, because it was during the episode that I gained a new perspective on that. Yeah. It's really powerful. We did an episode on the psychology of Inside Out, the movie Inside Out, yeah. which, I'm hoping, which I'm hoping wins an Oscar. Our our episode? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did an episode on family systems theory, which is quite popular. Did an episode on sleep deprivation with Kristen McGee. Did an episode on men's shame, which you weren't a part of, Birdo. Shame! But that gets a lot of hits. My episode's on Bowen, Bowenian therapy and triangulation. Did an episode on depression. You and I, Birdo, did an episode on the psychology of Nightcrawler. Yeah which was quite popular. I think a very popular YouTube thing is psych, is a psychopathy and antisocial totally. sociopathy. There's a lot of people interested in... Yeah, psych- like we did one on Ted Bundy, for example. We did one on American Psycho. Right. And um, you know one that I really liked? And Joffrey Baratheon. Oh, yeah, Joffrey. One that I really liked was the episode with... I don't remember her name. She's polyamorous. And it was at your old house, yeah, in your back room there, and your. She was a student at Antioch. Yeah, that was a really good episode. Yeah, actually, it's interesting because we did one episode with her on polyamory. Yeah, and she talked in full detail about her polyamorous life. That's right. She had a husband and a boyfriend, and then another boyfriend, and they all mm-hmm. lived together with her children. Right. And the way she talked about it was just really interesting and and liberating. Yeah. And progressive, and it just seemed like she. It just sounded like, "Yep, this is my family, and this, this is, is the thing. This is how we are." But then we did another episode in which she had a box of letters between her parents. She her for some reason she, I think she had gotten a box of love letters between her parents, mm-hmm. and she hadn't opened it yet, and she didn't know when she was going to open it. 
mm-hmm. because it was it was she knew it was going to ha- have a lot of emotional right. effect on her. And so we did a teaser episode where we talked about how she got the box and what she thought was in there and why it was so important to her and her own childhood with her parents. And then we said, we'll have you back on the episode when you, after you <laughs> read the letters and you can tell us what your reaction is. And she says, yeah. And then we never had her back. We have to ping her and see if she opened it. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> what, why I, did you like that episode so much? Because, well, first of all, she was so open and I learned so much from yeah. her. Um, so I, I think I really personally get a lot of the episodes where I actually learn something. Because there's a lot of episodes where it's just fun and those are, are fun, right? But but there's some where I go in with little to no knowledge and I come out, whoa, you know, like open open eyes, different perspectives on things. So I actually really enjoyed episodes we've done with like Adam and the other Adam, yeah. the Adams, <laughs> the Adams family. Um, I like uh, both the stuff we talked about. A lot of it was the the theater and stuff, but we also talked about role playing and drama, uh, drama therapy. Drama. And what was the one? Remember that one where we had to do uh, uh, the the scenes like um, improv scenes and things? Yeah, drama therapy. Drama therapy. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Just to advertise for Antioch a little bit, we have an accredited drama therapy program at Antioch University, Seattle. And when you sign up for drama therapy, which is one of the only in the world, you can also be in my program, the couple and family therapy program. So you become a couple and family therapist, you become a licensed marriage and family therapist with a certification in drama therapy. Oh, that's cool. You can also be an art therapist. We also have play therapy. Triple, triple your refreshment. We did an episode on the psychology of Gone Girl. This is our sixth most watched episode of all time, <laughs> which is interesting because that episode isn't even that old. Gone Girl is, it is very interesting. Gone Girl was very uh, polarizing and yeah. controversial. Yeah. So I'm not actually surprised that it was... It's a little surprising to me because Gone Girl, the movie, isn't that popular. I mean, it's popular, but it's, I wouldn't, I don't know. At any rate, that was... episode, but that episode is the, the sixth most popular YouTube video that I have, which and there's literally hundreds. You know what I mean? Was it but Gone Girl was wasn't it nominated or Ben Affleck nominated? Didn't he yeah. win for it? I don't know if they won, but or it was something. it was nominated for. Yeah, it was pretty popular, and yeah. there was a big controversy at the time. Yeah, it's true, but I, I don't know. It just yeah. it, it seems kind of random. Let me actually let me go through the the most the most watched episodes. Do you want to take a guess at, at, the, at the most? Yeah, well, yeah, uh, I think I know, but it wasn't it the. Uh, Seattle sex positive culture one. Yeah, yeah. It's speci- the specifically the polyamory. Episode. The polyamory one. Yeah, which was one of our very first episodes. Yeah, it was. It was right in the beginning. But the it, topic is so yeah salacious. What about, about number two? What do you think is number two? Oh, that's a tougher one. Number two. I haven't mentioned it yet. Okay, is it one with all of us, or is it one of your specific deep dives? It's actually just by myself. Okay. But then you and I did a supplementary episode to it. Oh, 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 oh. Um, it was like a year ago. Yeah, I remember because you were like, hey, listen to this and then we'll, I'm going to talk about it or something. Maybe. Uh, I don't remember. What was it? The Psychology of Elliot Roger. Elliot Roger. Yes, that's what it was. And you had me. Did I? Uh, maybe. I don't actually, no, no. Maybe you didn't want me to hear it beforehand, but. But I do remember you did this long yeah. episode, and then we talked about it because it was yeah. getting so much reaction. Yeah. So you got yeah. polyamory number one, psychology of Elliot Roger number two. 
Uh, number three is dance movement therapy. Oh, nice. Which is also kind of weird because not that many people know about dance movement I therapy. I get hit. But, <laughs> but yeah, in that episode, you get hit in the head. That's number three. Number four is Milton Erickson. Which is interesting. I get a I get Milton a lot of Erickson. I get a lot of dislikes for for that. Yeah, episode. yeah I remember you mentioned it because I critique him, and yeah. it's bizarre. I can critique all sorts of things, but when I critique particular, it's just bizarre to realize the kind of cult status that some that some sure. people have. And Milton Erickson was one of those people. Mm-hmm. To me, anyone anyone who has a group of people. That it's sort of like Scientology, right? Yeah. It's like you can go online and critique Catholicism, and you're not going to get a lot of pushback. You know, mm-hmm. you might get some, but you but you're going to get way more pushback per capita for Scientology, right? There's just certain topics that people will attack you on if even if you're just providing a thoughtful critique, which is what I did. So you're saying Milton is equivalent to L. Ron Hubbard. Exactly. <laughs> and, well, to some extent. And he, he, the way he wrote and the, the kind of sort of status he had while he was alive definitely has that, that feeling to it. And, and in the episode, if you listen to it, I talk extensively about how much I like him and how much I use of his technique yeah. and how valid I think it is. Yeah. But I go on some you know, tangents yeah. talking about how there's some critiquable things about his writing and Jay Haley's writing about him and some of his techniques. And so, yeah. anyway, number, number five has to do with sex. Any idea which that one was? Uh, number five... Was that that wasn't the one where we went to the club, was it? No, no, it was spanking fetish. Oh, spanking! So there are some episodes that I think purely because of the title <laughs> they get clicks. And, and actually, on YouTube, you can you can figure out how long people watch episodes. And so the spanking fetish episode, since it's just an audio episode about me, you, and Mandy talking about yeah. spanking fetish, the amount of time that average people listen to it is is very short. Guys listen for three minutes. Women listen for about 10. Right. <laughs> Actually, let me look it up. Right. So the spanking fetish video has 14,000 views, and the average view du- duration is how long do you think? Uh, and the video itself is like, I don't know, it's probably like, it's 36 minutes long. Average view duration is one minute. <laughs> Close. One one minute, 39 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, they're clicking through, ready to get some fun. And they're like, oh, wait, right. there's no visuals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what do you think the gender breakdown is? On uh, watch, people, people watching. People that watch it, yeah. People that click on it. Is it mostly male, mostly female? Mostly male. Well, what percentage? Eighty uh, percent, <laughs> less sixty-nine. Oh, sixty-nine. So thirty-one percent of the uh, people who click on the spanking video are female. Okay. And the countries are United States, United Kingdom, Canada, Germany, and Australia. Naughty. So yeah, so that's spanking fetish number six, which I think I already mentioned was Psychology of Gone Girl. Number seventh most most watch. YouTube video is sand play therapy. Sand play. <laughs> which is one of the very first we did. I love that one. Number eight is oppositional defiant disorder and emotional parenting. This episode I talked about ODD 
and apparently it's a very important topic on YouTube. A lot of people are interested in that, a lot of parents. There's not a lot of good information about ODD out there, and so mm-hmm. I, I think that's why. Okay, so other, other episodes we did, we did America, uh, Psychology of American Psycho. Yeah. Is that one rank up? It's it's in the top yeah uh twenty thirty percent or something the all these that I'm listing are in the top okay. like top thirty percent evolutionary psychology the psychology of Fight Club wait evolutionary psychology the one we just did no I haven't oh. I haven't posted that one oh, yet okay. but I think one that I I I think it might just be called evolutionary psychology okay um ethical dilemmas and dual relationships another episode on trauma therapy. Ooh, the episode that we did on Robin Williams' suicide. Oh, right. That was intense. Yeah. Uh, Therapists attracted to clients. Sex, addi- sex Addicts Anonymous and Thanks for Sharing. That's an episode I did by myself in which I reviewed the movie Thanks for Sharing. An episode I did on internal family systems. An episode we did with Paul David on infidelity. I think you were there for that. Yep. Episode we did on sexual objectification. Uh, this, this, this next one is again, similar to spanking fetish in that I think a lot of people click on it thinking they're going to see some naughty things. Ah, I see. And then they're, they're very disappointed. (laughs) The episode's called phone sex, showering and front to back. (laughs) Cause we we talked about wiping from from front to back. I remember another episode, misdiagnosing gifted children (laughs) and adults. This episode actually resonates with a lot of people. There's a lot of gifted children and adults out there that struggle quite a bit. The episode we did, Square the Circle, the art therapy workbook. Oh, yeah. Remember doing that with Rebecca? Oh, totally. Rebecca Bloom? I liked it. Episode on countertransference, type A personality, the open relationship handbook by Kate Stewart. You remember that episode? Kate yeah, Stewart totally. Kate Stewart came and she had a handbook called yes. the open relationship handbook. Another episode on psychopharmacology episode on ecological systems theory, an episode in which I reviewed the film Equus. Equus. The original with... Uh, uh, yeah. What's his name? With um, uh, Richard Burton. Richard Burton. Sir Richard Burton. He I is, love that movie. It, it's a good movie. He is a very good actor. But it was disturbing. I saw it when I was a kid in Colombia. Oh. And I was like, I don't know if I should be watching this. You should, <laughs> you should not have been watching that movie as a child. It's very disturbing. Movie or uh, episode on sexual attraction... The book, A General Theory of Love, Jungian Psychology, Duty to Warn, Workplace Relationships, Hope Springs, the movie, Female Orgasm, Ethics Episode, Sex Education, which we talked with Joe Langford. Joe Langford, yeah. Again, the Psychodynamic Case Formulation episode is quite popular. Multicultural Therapy, Narcissism on Facebook. Our episodes that we did on Albert Ellis, Fritz Perls, and Carl Rogers. Oh, yeah. They're pretty popular. And I feel so, actually, as I was reviewing this this list, I was like, man, because there's a section there where I was kind of lazy about the audio. Uh-huh. And Because in the very beginning, what, what we did is we just had the video camera, and he would have a shotgun microphone. Yeah. And then we would double up just in case with another room microphone that we would try to get as close to us as possible. But it would pick up a lot of room echo. Yeah. And then when I moved to this place... I just did the room echo thing, but this this place is a has, is a large open space room with a lot of echo in it. Echo, echo, and I would we would record episodes with like four people talking with literally just one microphone <laughs> in the middle of all of us, <laughs> and the Fritz Perls, Carl Rogers, uh, Albert, Albert Ellis episodes 
are in that zone oh, where okay. the, the audio, I think, is just terrible. It's and, like this. I have an opinion. It's more like this where we're talking. I really about, like that. Or no, it's more like so tough yeah as a lot of people probably can tell on those differences i really want the audio to be as as best as it can be right and spend a lot of time on equipment i mean you want the uh sexy spanish voice to to shine let's give us give us a little dose te fascina cuando hablo así y te toco por la espalda te gusta mucho cuando hacemos El podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We did an episode on psychopathy, sociopathy, and antisocial personality disorder. We did an episode on a personality assessment. You and I did an episode on reviewing the movie I Am a Sex Addict. Oh, yeah. We did an episode on... I love that movie. It was hard to watch. We did an episode on flirting, projective identification, and many, many more. Those are just our most most watched ones on, on YouTube anyway. Yeah. And I think, actually... Just to give an update on on YouTube, um, guess how many subscribers we have um, on YouTube? Yeah. Um, so if we have forty thousand people listening, to we the have mm, two hundred subscribers. <laughs> we have four thousand. Four thousand? Was four thousand? Ten percent? Wow. Yeah. How many views do we have total of all? Total views? Yeah. And that's like listening is a view, right? Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The, 10,000. <laughs> <laughs> we have 674,000 views. What? So, you know, almost a million. We're getting close to a million views. on. Have Pop- you enabled ads on this? I have. Okay. But Google Ads doesn't pay that much. Um, you know, in terms of YouTube sensations, one video will get several million views, yeah, yeah. right? So among all 300 episodes... We're approaching a million, which is... That's which, okay, though. Like, yeah. you know, there's a lot of channels I subscribe to that have equivalent numbers. Yeah. And what's the watch time, do you think? Like, how many minutes wow. total that people have watched? Uh, they have watched two million minutes. Almost four million minutes. Four million minutes. Yeah, the average view duration is seven minutes. Whoa. Which is respectable, I would yeah. say. Yeah. I mean, average seven minutes, you know, yeah. that's including a lot of five second you know yeah, viewers totally because for me i would say the average view duration that i'd have of a youtube video is probably like three seconds sure because usually within the first couple seconds i'm like nope nope next <laughs> <laughs> so i gave you the amount in in terms of views the, the most popular ones being polyamory psychology right. of elliot roger dance movement therapy Milton Erickson, Psychology of Gone Girl, Spanking Fetish, Sample Therapy, and Oppositional Defiant Disorder. But what do you think, in terms of the amount of minutes watched, is the most popular one? Well, that I'm assuming the longer ones that are also popular get the cake. Right. So Elliot Rogers is probably one of them. That's the most popular. because yeah, it's long. The amount of watch minutes are half a million. So, Jesus. so it's by far the most... That's 25% of our watch minutes. Oh, is it? <laughs> Right, so half a million. Yeah. So four. So four million. Yeah. So it's well, it's that's not twenty five percent. What did you say? Oh, half a million. It's about like, um, sorry, fifteen percent. Yeah, something like that. So yeah, a very good portion of the amount of 12%. minutes spent on our YouTube channel is the psychology. Because you Elliot, said Elliot Rogers. Four million total is what you said, right? Yeah. Right. So about 
So a little bit more than 10%. Yeah, and then Psychology of Gone Girl is number two. Oppositional Defiant Disorder is number three, which is actually kind of surprising. Wow. Psychology of Joffrey Baratheon is number four. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's crazy. Projective, well, Game of Thrones is very popular. Projective Identification, number five. Gifted Children, number six. Milton Erickson, number seven. Psychopathy, number eight. Psychodynamic Case Formulation, number nine. Uh, actually, that was one of the things that I wanted to mention was that because I got such a response to the psychodynamic case formulation, that really changed the direction I took the podcast. Because that episode was my very, I remember it was the very first, one of the very first episodes I did by myself. And it was one of the very first episodes that I did a lot of prep work for and dove deep. Right. And I remember thinking, no one's going to like this because there's no entertaining, right. there's nothing entertaining about it. It's just me rambling for a long period of time about very technical things. And I got such a huge response to it because you weren't on it, Birdo. <laughs> That's the variable. No. and Well, and, if you think about it, you have a niche audience, but that niche audience happens to be the kind of audience that would love that. Right. You know? And so it took me a long time to get around to it because I was so busy, but I always had in my mind, okay, it's like I'm going to add so, you know, things like what I've been doing lately, like the yeah. one on Borderline, which I dove deep on, is an effort to scratch that itch for people. Yeah, totally. All right, well, what's the final word at the 300 episode? We lost the word. Uh, well, you know what? I am happy. I, I think that I look back and as we've been talking about this, I'm proud I think it's awesome. There's things I've done in my life that have nowhere near the impact <laughs> that I'm still proud of. So let alone this. I think it's great. No matter what, it's like leaving this legacy of talking, but talking can be really powerful. So I, I'm happy. I couldn't have said it better myself. I agree completely. That does it for another episode of Psychology in Seattle. Thanks for joining us on this 300 episode journey. Hopefully we're going to make 300 more, right? Yeah. So again, please become patrons of the podcast by going to patreon.com. We're looking for, again, about 300 patrons. We have 121. You like the Spartans. Yeah. This is Sparta! <laughs> please take care of yourself out there because you deserve it. Say goodnight to Hollywood. Hey, thank you very much for listening. All these episodes, we love you. 